This is the Juice on the Cues podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Good morning, Syracuse. Welcome back to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com. I'm your host, Wes Chang. Thanks so much for joining us on this Thursday, October 12, 2023. We will get to Syracuse's matchup against Florida State this weekend later in the podcast, but we begin today's show on Syracuse basketball. It's only getting up to a high of 60 degrees today in Syracuse, which means that fall has arrived and so is Syracuse basketball. And the team will be hosting its annual media day on Friday and the Juice Online will be there to cover it. So many storylines heading into the season, including Red Autry's first year as head coach, how much Syracuse will move away from the zone and into man-to-man, and how the Orange will blend returning players from last year's roster, including Judah Mintz, Benny Williams, and Chris Bell, with incoming transfers Chance Westry, J.J. Starling, and He McLeod. Orange tip-off will follow media day at 6 p.m., and then Syracuse will host Monroe Madness on Saturday at the Blue Cross Arena in Rochester at 6 p.m. Lots to think about as we head into a new era of Syracuse basketball. And after the break, we'll be joined by former Syracuse and NFL linebacker Rich Scanlon, who will tell us why he still believes in the Syracuse team after two lopsided losses. And later in the show, 2025 athlete Bryce Kenya will join us to talk about his recent trip to Syracuse and the latest in his recruitment. And I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cuse podcast. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com/play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So as we all know, Syracuse was throttled by UNC on Saturday, 40-7, and things do not get easier as the Orange head down to Tallahassee to face number four, Florida State. But the news isn't all bad, and we welcome back on the program Syracuse legend and our great friend Rich Scanlon to talk about it more. Rich, always appreciate the time. How are you today? Hey, Wes, doing well. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Always a pleasure uh, getting to talk shop with you. Yeah, so let's talk some shop, Rich. Uh, we'll get you started on this one. We're officially halfway through the season. Syracuse is 4-2. and two. Give them your mid-semester grade. So I would probably say, um, I'm probably a B, I would say. You know, we won the games we were supposed to win, you know, so that's great. I think that's, you know, historically we've struggled to sometimes do that in seasons. And I think through the first four games of the year, we did what we had to do. Um, so that's good. You know, on the downside, you know, I hoped, you know, we would have, you know, within the last three games in Florida State included, win one of those three. Um, you know, Clemson, you know, a couple bounces didn't go our way. We got some injuries. Team still played pretty hard. So that was okay. You know, I thought, unfortunately, I was at the game last week. That was not a good showing. You know, that was not what you'd want to see. And it was a little bit of aggression for me against UNC. But, you know, overall, if you would have told me that we were sitting at four and two, you know, looking at that schedule, I'd say, okay, that's pretty good. You know, I'll take it. So I I would say B. 
I think B is a perfectly fair grade. And you just mentioned you were at the game last weekend. How concerned should we be about what was basically a no-show game against the Tar Heels after coming off a tough loss to Clemson? So I would say the Clemson game was less concerning than the UNC game. I mean, in the Clemson game, I think I saw a team that came out like ready to play. You know, we had the unfortunate, you know, turnover. Um, you know, we dropped a couple interceptions. You know, so so there were a couple plays there. If it went our way, you know, we might be talking about a different outcome. And the team played hard, right? So from that perspective, you know, you know, I was, you know, of course I'd love a different outcome, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, like same old, you know, Syracuse. You know, when I saw them play against UNC, that was a little bit more concerning because there wasn't anything to write home about. You know, that punt that got, you know, where we got jobbed on the call a little bit, that notwithstanding, you know, that didn't decide the game. It didn't help, but, you know, it didn't even look like the same team that had been playing, you know, the first five weeks of the season. So, you know, I'd be more concerned depending on how they come out against Florida State. You know, it's going to be another tough game on the road. If they play hard like they have, you know, against Purdue and Clemson, you know, and Army and some of those other guys, if they play like that, I'll be less concerned. But if they show up like they did against Florida State, which basically, you know, we're doing nothing on offense or defense and the opponent is doing whatever they want, you know, I'd be a little bit more concerned. But I'm going to reserve judgment until uh, until the, you know, until the end of the, the week. Rich, shifting topics a little bit, Dino Bapers said at his weekly press conference that Syracuse, because of injuries, has no depth right now, and that depth is, quote-unquote, bought away by the portal. What did you think of that when you first read it? Yeah, I mean, I know we've lost a few guys, you know, to the portal, you know, and NIL has had something to do with that. Um, You know, so I understand what he's saying in terms of, you know, it's hard to replace, you know, a guy with a guy, and if you lose a good player, it's typically hard to replace them, you know, with, you know, a like for like, for lack of a better term. And then you pile injuries on top of it. So I think what he's more saying is like, you know, depth is a problem in this NIL age and in this um, transfer portal age, because at this point, you know, kids are there for a year and if they don't get what they want or someone's offers them different, they leave. And there's not always someone available in the portal. To, so when you get injuries like we've had, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball, you know, it becomes more difficult to add folks in. You know, I think we need to, you know, ramp up our recruiting in other areas of the country. You know, obviously the lines are something that, you know, we need to, to continue to work on. But we have good players. But I hear what he's saying, um, you know, and I don't disagree with it. I mean, but it's something that everybody's facing. And, you know, we as an alum group, you know, we have to try to help out wherever we can, you know, and I'm trying to work with a few folks, you know, to help, you know, give the the school the support that they need. I mean, the game's just different now. You know, the days of, you know, showing them a nice apartment and having nice uniforms and being on TV, you know, that's not getting you very far in this day and age, unfortunately. So, you know, we're adapting, but yeah, injuries have always been a problem. Um, you know, at any school, I think you lose a few best player you know, and you lose some offensive linemen, it becomes difficult. Um, So I understand what he's saying, but, uh, you know, but I think we've proven that we can, you know, win with the guys that we've got. So looking at the schedule, and I think we'll get into that in a little bit, like I'm still super optimistic on kind of what I had said at the beginning of the year. 
Let's get into it right now then, and we'll get you out of here on this one. When we were talking August, you said that this was a seven or eight win team. We're halfway in. We've got a good sample size. Do you still hold to that prediction? Yeah, so I think if I look at the schedule, um, Florida State's going to be a tough game, you know, and I think on paper and the odds makers wouldn't have us, you know, probably favored in that one. But if I'm looking at all the rest of the games, and I think there's five after that, um, they're all, to me, a toss-up. You know, we could win all five of those games. You know, I don't think if you look at the schedule, and I I mean, I, I think it's like BC, Pitt, Virginia Tech, I don't really know the order, um, Wake Forest, and who's the other one? There's one other one. Uh, you're missing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Um, Georgia Tech's yeah. the other one. So if I'm looking at that, you know, Wake is down this year, BC, Virginia Tech, you know, Pitt, Georgia, they've all struggled. And some, I mean, I know Georgia Tech had that miracle win last week, but you can't really tell me that they wouldn't have a shot to win all five of those games. And if we got four wins right now, that's nine. Now, you know, the odds of us losing all of those and winning all of those, I think, you know, those are extreme on both ends of the spectrum. But, yeah, do I think there are three wins there? There better, there better be, I guess, if I look at, <laughs> at, at the rest of the, at the schedule, right? Like, I, I, again, I think if you just play the, you know, the law of averages and how this team has been responding, you know, out of the last six games, you know, I would say five of them are, are very, very winnable, you know, and if we won five of those games, they wouldn't be considered upsets. I think if we won the Florida State game, that would be considered an upset. But I don't think if you're sitting here saying, you know, we beat Boston College at home or Virginia Tech on the road or Wake at home, like that would be considered a quote-unquote upset, you know. Um, you know, that's just kind of how I see it. So I'm still pretty, I'm still very bullish. Oh, we certainly will, Rich. We'll definitely get you back on the show at the end of the season to talk more shop. And as always, we really appreciate the time, Rich. Thank you, thank you. All right, thanks, Wes. Appreciate it. Rich Scanlon, ladies and gentlemen, and to Rich's point, we all knew that Clemson, UNC, and FSU was going to be a really tough and difficult stretch for Syracuse to pull out any wins. But as Rich said, and as our Jimstick Schulte wrote about earlier in the week, the last five games are winnable, and Syracuse should be favored in at least three of those games. The middle of the ACC isn't as strong as it's been in recent years, and I think Syracuse has a great opportunity, so long as they stay healthy, to take advantage of that. Certainly thank Rich again for his time. We'll take a quick break. Bryce Kenya will join us after, and I'm Wes Chang. This is the Juice on the Cues podcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So Syracuse is in the middle of a three-game road swing, but two weeks ago, they hosted more than 30 recruits at the JMA Wireless Dome for their game against Clemson. One of those recruits was 2025 athlete Bryce Kenya, who holds a Syracuse offer, and we welcome him back on the program. Bryce, how are you today? Good, how are you? Yeah, Bryce doing well, and as I mentioned, you were at Syracuse on September 30th for the Clemson game, so how'd you enjoy it? Yeah, it was great. It was the first time I was actually inside the dome, because when I went up for the summer, there was something going on, so I didn't actually get to see it, and it was amazing. What was your favorite part of the trip? Um, I think just the atmosphere inside the dome. 
Uh, like, I knew it was going to be loud, but I didn't think it was going to be as loud as it was. And there was a couple plays where it really got amped up, and it was a great atmosphere. I know that part of the trip was catching up with some of the coaching staff. What did you talk to the coaching staff about, and who did you speak with the most? I, I talked the most with Coach Nuns, and kind of just, we talked a lot of football. Yeah, I had a game the day before, so we talked a little bit about that, and then just some more about Jersey football. And then we talked after the game, talked about how it went. And, you know, obviously he wasn't very happy about it, but there was a lot of good things that came from it. So as I mentioned, you hold an offer. Was part of that conversation with them about how you'd fit in with Syracuse and why you should attend there? A little bit. It was That was more when I was up in the summer talking to him. He talked a lot about that and, like, what I would do there. And how I'd fit in and I kind of got to see that a little bit they had a, their main guys were kind of hurt at the receiver and like the positions that I'd be in so I didn't really but I saw them use it a little like that flex y position a little bit and I thought it's a great fit for like how I play and my play style Speaking of that flex Y position, I know you put out a new highlight reel recently. The things I see in that highlight reel are your improved speed and your route running. What have you improved on most this year? I mean, both of those things were two things that I really worked on the whole off season. And then I also added a little, I've gained like 20 pounds since last season. So just being able to break tackles and not get tackled by the first guy having to get tackled by two, three, four guys. That's definitely something that's I've added. Bryce, let's talk about your recruitment. You got some Ivy League offers and an offer from Syracuse. And I know you're hearing from lots of other schools. What's the latest in that department? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, definitely been some schools that have been re- reaching out to me. And I've been trying to get to some games, but we play mostly on Saturdays. So it's been tough. It just so happened that we had a Friday game. So I was able to get up to Syracuse, which was great. Bryce, did that visit to Syracuse change your perception of the school? I mean, I think it's still definitely one of the top schools in my mind. And I don't, it was just super cool to see like a game day atmosphere there, which I mean, I knew it was going to be cool, but it was definitely a lot cooler than I expected. Bryce, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bryce Kenya, ladies and gentlemen, Penn, Princeton, and Syracuse have offered. He's now hearing from Liberty, Virginia Tech, Harvard, Dartmouth, and Temple, among many others. Always great to catch up with him and see how he's doing in his school. The Hunt School in New Jersey is 4-1 and one on the season. He's got 381 receiving yards and five scores on the season so far. Looking forward to chatting with him again in the future. I'm going to close the show on Syracuse men's soccer goalie Jaheim Wickham, who was named ACC Defensive Player of the Week. He started games against UNC and Colgate last week and earned clean sheets in both. He did give up two goals as Syracuse was upset by Temple earlier in the week, but the Orange is still 6-3-3 on the season and was a top-10 team heading into this week, so we'll just have to keep an eye on them as they look to defend their national championship. That's it for us. I want to thank my guests, former Syracuse and NFL linebacker Rich Scanlon and 2025 athlete Bryce Kenya. And this is Wes Chang reminding you that it's impossible for a Cyclops to wink. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast presented by Rivals.com, and we'll see you next time.